2: This episode is sponsored by Minimud.global and Circle. You're listening to The Hash Headlines on the Coindesk Podcast Network. Get caught up on this week's top stories from The Hash Crew. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Monday's top story.
3: I am leading off today with some bad news. We keep starting the week off on bad news, but that's kind of where we're at with crypto right now. It's a bear market. Grayscale Bitcoin trust is down to a discount of 43%. That's record high. And that's because, look at this on the right there, Bitcoin is not doing so great either. 50% of wallets are actually in the red in terms of purchases. So if you look at the longevity of coins being purchased since Bitcoin's inception, 50% of those coins have been purchased and now we're at a loss. That's a huge negative note for investors out there who probably purchased during like either one of the bull markets and are now sitting on a stack that's underwater and that leads to different accounts in Bitcoin or different products in Bitcoin that aren't doing so hot either. So we have the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which I mentioned a second ago is down at 43% discount. Of course, CoinDesk is now owned by DCG, so we'll make a little disclosure there. Why does this matter that this product is at a discount? Well, a lot of people have it in their 401k. That's the reason this trust product actually gained ground and why it's actually a bedrock of cryptos because people had access to Bitcoin in their traditional brokerage account for the first time ever. So it's sort of like a very, uh, it's a good metric to follow in terms of Bitcoin. So when it's trading at this high of a discount, you have to start asking questions and wonder, what is next? And is everything okay? The one thing that really should be noted in this is the reason this is trading at a discount is because a lot of people thought this would be converted into a Bitcoin ETF. That has not happened because the SEC has not moved forward with allowing any Bitcoin ETFs. So we're still just waiting. I didn't see any hands go up. I'm going to throw it up to Zach, get some intelligent takes from you to start off Monday.
1: Could get worse. Orange coin could go further lower. You never know. Things could go south. And there's a lot of rumors swirling out there in the market right now that could indicate that more shoes are yet to drop. It's pretty wild times out here to see who's going to weather this storm and who is going to fold. And I think Bitcoin and those believers are watching closely. Again, I mean, this is the crypto industry. There was a nice piece. I think it was by Dan Kuhn and Coindesk. There's the crypto industry, capital C, capital I, and there's crypto capital C. But what we're seeing now is a huge contraction in the crypto industry where some bad players and those who have taken risky bets are now being punished for it. Crypto, just the thing itself, is probably going to chug along. And Bitcoin is probably the best example of that, right? Bitcoin, which is probably the you know, by far the leading uh, decentralized asset in the market, uh, is out there soldiering on. And it's going to soldier on uh, for the foreseeable future, despite all the gloom, doom and gloom in the markets around some actors who are down quite badly it is wild to watch and i think people are very attuned to to twitter right now to see what's going to happen with uh with grayscale and others Uh, and i think obviously the gbdc uh discount is pretty significant as is the fact that more than 50 percent of bitcoin holders are now a bit underwater but yeah things could go even lower so be careful out there everybody uh wendy what's up with you what do you got
0: I just am very happy that I've been removing my funds off crypto exchanges just because there's so much FUD. There's so much drama. It's like every single time I log into Twitter, something new is happening. I will say that I don't really see a need for a product like GBTC. I just don't understand why we can't buy Bitcoin ourselves and custody it ourselves. And if the banks do want to come in and take a play on it, I don't understand why we need GBTC. But what do I know? I will see you guys at $10,000 Bitcoin and I will be vindicated.
4: <laughs> I wanted to actually get your opinion. I don't know if you saw the CNBC article this morning that cited Grayscale's blog post. They are saying that despite consumer requests, they will not be showing proof of reserves because of security concerns, given what's going on. And I mean, how vocal you've been about exchanges showing proof of reserves. I wanna know how you're feeling about that.
0: They, there's, I, okay. So I understand the security concern for it, but at the same time we are operating in an industry that is built on transparency, that is, that utilizes public ledgers. So we're kind of in this era where we're screaming, we don't want regulation. We don't want regulators to come in and do anything. But at the same time, we have this really great technology to be super transparent and we're refusing to do that. To me, it's very problematic. I don't like it. And um, if an exchange is not going to showcase their proof of reserves, I don't have a link or transaction ID I can check on or address. Cons- consistently, I won't be using the exchange, period, point blank. Makes no sense for me, especially if I'm going to keep large amount of capital on an exchange.
1: I will say, I I will, I will, I will pipe up for uh, Coinbase custody shared some data this morning suggesting that they were custodying a lot of assets behind the grayscale Bitcoin trust. So there is sort of some information about which, uh, which assets are being held, though it is not a full proof of reserve. So I will point that out that Coinbase custody is out there saying that, you know, here are the numbers behind. Both the Bitcoin Trust and the Ethereum Trust, uh, as it relates to the Grayscale products, but just throwing that in there. Just throwing it in. There.
0: But that's what all these other exchanges said, as they says your funds are safe; they're backed one to one, and then they all file for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. So that's kind of my only gripe with that is, like, I'm if I'm I can't take anybody's word for it. That's like rule number one how I grew up: you can't take anybody's word for anything. Actions speak louder than words, but unless also, I see repeated trust people on the streets.
4: Not trying to fud. Don't trust people on the streets, but. Do your own research.
2: (laughs) So here's a big question. What's the most important thing about crypto? It's not transactions per second. It's not convenience. And it's not even smart contracts. It's decentralization to achieve censorship resistance so we can all be free. Minima is a new layer one blockchain designed to run in full on a smartphone so that anyone can participate in building Minima's decentralized network as an equal Join over 300,000 Minima node runners on the incentive program today to start earning Minima every day until mainnet launch. Get started at Minima.global. This episode is brought to you by Circle, the sole issuer of USDC and a leader in crypto that's held to a higher standard. USDC is a fast, safe and efficient way to send money around the globe.
4: Tuesday's top story. Zach, you are kicking us off with a story that had a recent sharp turn of events.
1: It did indeed. We don't know what to believe now. But according to a report (laughs) in Bloomberg, Binance CEO CZ is out here in Abu Dhabi asking for funds for his crypto recovery effort and attempt to backstop some of the projects that are rapidly melting down in the wakes of FTX's implosion. Now, CZ took to Twitter and replied in the mentions on one of the accounts that tweeted this story, that that was, quote, false. So we don't know what to make here. This is according to sources, speaking to Bloomberg about what Binance and some key lieutenants were doing in the Middle East. It seems to be a matter of whether they were asking for funds or discussing global regulatory concerns, as is mentioned in the Bloomberg piece itself. So a little bit of interesting stuff here, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We don't quite know if this is all the way baked, but really what it speaks to is the fact that CZ appears to be stepping up his role as the backstop of the FTX crypto contagion. Interesting to watch and interesting to see if they ultimately raise additional funds for this effort. I don't know, Will, what do you think? This uh, definitely caused a stir out there on crypto Twitter this morning. Some spicy takes being thrown back and forth about CZ potentially getting some more money for this thing. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, definitely. My first thought actually went to the fact that so many people are insolvent right now. and have been hiding behind you know, non-communication about the fact that him going to this location and trying to procure funds made me a little worried. And I'm not trying to spread FUD or anything, but it's like everyone is naked right now. And the ocean has gone out, the tide has gone out, and we're seeing who's surviving. And the fact that Binance is going around, talking to sovereign wealth funds and the like, asking for cash. It spooked me a little bit, and that, of course, is just you know, unsubstantiated, just kind of talking. nothing about Binance's books at all, but it did spook me a little bit. That being said, I did notice in the articles that it was an undisclosed amount of money that they're trying to raise. I thought it was like 500 million from the first time he tweeted about this uh, investment vehicle they were trying to make. I thought it was like 500 million dollars to bail out the larger sector. And that would help out a lot of people right now. There's a lot of great projects out there that are just illiquid or insolvent. And, you know, books are one thing, finances are one thing, but you can't have good tech and maybe you just got your treasury stuck in the wrong place. I think that's a lesson that a lot of crypto entrepreneurs are learning right now is they had a treasury and it was denominated in crypto, right? You want to bet on your project. And so a lot of people were betting their treasury on whatever token they were using or on another project's t- uh, token. And that didn't really work out for them because a lot of times these tokens go to, you know, down 98% and never come back. And then you're left with this awesome tech, but no way of funding it. So it would be great to see Binance or others like build up a treasury and be able to disperse it to other people in the ecosystem. But like you said, Zach, we don't know. Maybe this is all just facts, uh, like rumors out there. Jen, I'll throw it over to you. Get your take.
4: Yeah. So I was also a little worried when I read the story and then I thought about it a little more. And if this is in fact true, we don't know what part is allegedly false, according to CZ's tweet. I think it's another really strategic play for CZ and for Binance. So a chain analysis report came out last year that said the Middle East and North Africa are the fastest growing crypto markets. And so Middle East and North Africa users have received $566 billion in crypto from July 2021 to June 2022, which is 48% more than they received the year before. And so I thought about this, you know, CZ is out there. He's raising money for this fund. The Middle East has been really attempting to be this crypto and tech hub. And if they're able to figure out regulation over there and they're able to capitalize on this market that is growing faster than any other market when it comes to crypto right now, I think that is incredibly strategic. But then he went out there and said it was false. So Zach, I don't know what to believe. Wendy, what What? you... What do you got?
0: So I actually, I saw this kind of play out a little bit earlier because it got up early this morning. And I think it's very interesting to know, like I, like we can't believe anything until it actually happens, especially when it comes to crypto, because we've seen so many people say X, but it actually means Y. But I think it's interesting that they are look, like, if this in fact is true, I think it's interesting that they're looking for support from really non-traditional crypto players that we talk about a lot. And I think if this end up does being true or there is some truth to it, it's actually bullish and positive for the industry because we started to see a lot of weeding out of very, very bad players, people who were not able to manage their finances properly, people who were very irresponsible with customer funds and with other people, with other um, businesses funds. So if this does end up being true, I think it's a positive thing for the space moving forward.
1: I still want to have the debate about FDIC versus CZ, right? There's in the real world, there's governments to backstop this stuff. And in crypto, there's not. And what if that becomes CZ? That is the craziest thing that we rely on. The, the thing on is when we're guy, talking about FDIC,
0: our government. He's it. But the thing is with mm-hmm. FDIC insurance is, is it's still an insurance claim. Like if you've been in a car accident, God forbid, but you know how hard it is to get that insurance claim paid out. There's all this bickering and fi- fighting going back and forth. And if we do have a real bank run in the United States, then best believe you're not, just because we have FDIC insurance, nobody's getting anything back. I think feel like FDIC is a really big scam. But
1: just- All right. I'll refine mm. my thing. It'll be like the government bailout mm-hmm. of the banks following the 2008 financial crisis, but by CZ. All right. From here out, that's it. All right. Changing gears. Who's next?
2: Wednesday's top story. We have to talk
0: <laughs> about this next story because this is important. We're in crypto. We're here for the gains, right? Anyways, pre having rally, Litecoin surges 43% to six month high. Shout out to my good friend and fellow YouTuber, Tom Crown, because he is a big, big Litecoin stand and he is now being vindicated. So it looks like Litecoin has rallied over 43% from $55 to $79 this month and prices up approximately 28% in the past 24 hours posted a 35% increase on the weekly and 1.46 billion was added to the Litecoin market cap in a week around 1 billion of capital inflow emerging in the last 24 hours and a little bit of a fun note over here Litecoin flipped soul in market cap yesterday which I think was pre- is pretty interesting to watch I feel like Litecoin is the the underdog of the industry so super cool I think we will see continue to see a bullish rally I don't know this for sure. And I, I didn't get a chance to check before we went live, but I think you can merge mine Litecoin with Dogecoin. And if that is true, and I hope Will can fact check me on this. If not, um, that's kind of going to be a very important fundamental aspect, especially for Litecoin, because we all know who bought Twitter and who loves Dogecoin. I
3: can fact check you, but I don't need to because it's correct. You can. It's merge mining there, which is pretty cool. And a lot of people who are mining those two assets during the last bull run made quite a bit of money, but right now yeah, Litecoin's pumping Litecoin's pumping. So that's notable for sure. Uh, I think it does go back to sort of that halving thesis, which with Bitcoin is a big deal. Every four years we see having a lot of people look to that as like the next price pusher. Um, we'll see if that comes true. Like Bitcoin's trading around 16K right now, which is like you know, down 75% plus from all time highs. Might have to wait another two years before we see anything. If you do subscribe to that halving thesis, I want to point out two other stories. They're Actually, sort of just in the token realm right now, and that's Curve USD. Curve is a is a basically a stablecoin app on DeFi applications, and they just announced a new white paper for their own stablecoin that they're going to launch. That pushed Curve, the native token for the Curve application, up quite a bit yesterday. So there is some price action around that. And then, secondly, Aave, which is another DeFi application, announced some new specifications for its G O G H O, excuse me, stablecoin which also brought some price action to Aave. Interesting to see those two projects launch. Uh, right now, you, know, we, you can look at all these tokens and there's a lot out there. A lot of them have drawn down like 80% plus, but I do think in this cycle, this 2021, 2022 bear, uh, bull bear cycle, we're going to see some tokens stick around that a lot of times would have washed out otherwise. So I think it's cool to see like Curve USD launch a new product or Curve launch Curve USD. And then Aave also keep pushing forward with new products. Uh, Litecoin still hanging around, but I'm excited to see some of these other projects keep booting up. Jen, over to you.
4: Yeah. When I read this headline, I was like, oh, what? We're talking about Litecoin. Let me go onto Twitter and see what people are saying. And I came across this, that Michael Saylor clip. He was on a Twitter spaces suggesting that Litecoin is the new Bitcoin. It is the new digital commodity that people should be paying attention to. And then some other tweets I saw were referencing reports of on-chain data suggesting that people are hodling Litecoin and that people are seeing Litecoin um, as a beacon of stability amongst all of the instability we're seeing in the space. Wendy, I wanted to get your opinion on that. Is that why we're seeing this, this price movement or is this just like Twitter chatter and noise? <laughs>
0: I honestly think the that mining economics are very, very important again, I'm not an expert on that. It's way over my head, but I think that that's something that a lot of traders and a lot of investors don't pay attention to is mining economics and how those work because you generally do get um, positive price action during specific dates, especially when it comes to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is still operating on a four year cycle until proven. otherwise you can go back and you can look at the charts. But when it comes to Litecoin, one of the interesting another interesting fundamental aspects of it is the fact that it was one of the coins that was listed on Coinbase, like way back when, like 2017, 2018. And I feel like every single brand new exchange that pops up, you always have like Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin. Those are always the three coins that are listed there. And we haven't had a whole lot of chatter from the SEC or other regulatory bodies in the U.S. about Litecoin being a security or not. So I do know that their foundation is a great group of people and they're working towards building um, really cool things in the future with Litecoin. Um, But at the same time, it's a great, it's a tight knit community and people just absolutely love Litecoin. So shout out to anybody that's making money. The only thing I'm going to ask of you guys is please consider taking profit. Um, Things tend to continue to go down and we are operating in a four year cycle until proven otherwise. And use, use, please, please, please use cold storage.
3: I'll take the other Um, opinion on that. I think this Litecoin pump, it might be something to do with the mining economics. I do agree on the trading part that I think a lot of traders don't look at the mining economics. And it's important to note that because everything has some sort of tail emission. But I think what we're seeing here is just a classic case of it's a bear market, a random token catches some sort of fundamental traders look at, and then the price pumps because of it. And it makes sense, right? Like Litecoin, a lot of these other coins, they have very thin liquidity. They're going to pop when someone just tweets about it or when someone brings it up. Litecoin has been around for a very long time and sort of like this beloved meme within crypto, very much so like Doge, it just kind of like the silver to Bitcoin's gold. And I think that's why you see people still talk about it. But I don't see it as anything that you just mentioned there, Jen, with like Michael Saylor talking about it as some sort of like unit of stability within crypto. Uh, For the most part, it's even been treated by its founders as some sort of testnet for Bitcoin, or that's the way they've tried to brand it. And it has to some degree, they've added some implementations like Segwit earlier than Bitcoin did in order to like prove it and test it. That being said, there is some like cool stuff going on with Litecoin. They're trying to add like Mimblewimble, which is like a privacy tech. Uh, So there's some other things going on there that make it unlike Bitcoin in a few regards. But for the most part, I would just say like this story, illiquid token caught some sort of attention maybe because of the happening. And now it's trading up a little bit. But Wendy, I want to hear some rebuttal to that. (laughs)
0: Leave... The Litecoin community alone, I will protect them. <laughs> um, do what The communities Charlie are you protecting at all community. costs? Uh, as many as I can. You want to know why? Is because I support positive competition. I support people going head to head, duking it out, and creating. Well, don't look at me like that. I see that smirky that snarky <laughs> smirk on your face. I'm, I'm in mom mode right you now. Say,
3: <laughs> the Litecoin community. I mean, it's it's as alone as ever. Even their founder left it. So I just like I I don't know. I think it's a little
0: leave 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 the people alone listen listen this is the thing if you're working to create something to push bitcoin to do something better than what it already is and i got sorry guys i'm feeling a little bit under the weather. but basically positive competition especially with altcoins forces bitcoin developers to do better and to create better things so again i like all these different communities i like altcoins i think that there's a lot of great projects out there that are forcing the positive competition and we need to encourage people to continue to build that's all I'm going to say. And I'll protect the light Queen community at all costs, even though I think I sold all of it. I don't remember.
4: All right. Ooh. Well, Ooh. Will, thank you Dumbledore. for debunking the random information I get on Twitter, as you always do. Just keeping us straight on this show. You've been listening to The Hash
2: Headlines on the Coindesk Podcast Network. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.